Damn, son, where'd you find this? Tuning into Bros. Let's Talk. This is Bros. Let's Talk, the podcast where guys come to be dudes. I'm Pat here with Jimmy and Andy. What's up, guys? Hello. We all survived Elmhurst St. Patty's Day parade yesterday. Um, exactly. Andy is live from bed for the podcast this morning as he had a long day. You were out for what, like 14 hours yesterday? Look at it though. He's, uh, he's still out there committed to the grind, putting out a podcast, regardless of how much he drank yesterday, how terrible he feels right now, how much he just wants to go throw up all into his toilet. He's still here grinding, so thanks, Andy. We appreciate you, bro. But uh, there's actually a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of crazy things happening in sports and just the world in general, I guess. So we'll touch on the things we think matter because that's all that matters to us. So let's jump in, dudes. Time to shoot the shit. We're going to lead with NFL talk. Surprise, surprise. We're in the offseason, yet it's still the thing that we want to talk about most as the NFL continues to stay relevant. And in particular, I wanted to touch on the trend that we've been seeing of aging, seemingly aging quarter, cornerbacks on the move. We had Marcus Peters traded to the Rams a few weeks ago, followed by Aqib Talib being traded to the Rams just the other day. Richard Sherman was cut from the Seahawks so they could clear up some cap flexibility, some cap space. And then he quickly signed with the 49ers on a three-year, $39 million deal. And I think all three of those guys, to me, they're all kind of surprising moves because I think all three of those guys still have good football left in them. And it really makes that division interesting because the Rams were a team last year who had a great year offensively, almost a historic, uh, it was a historic turnaround. They went from worst to first and points scored, I'm pretty sure. And you saw the offense, but the defense, they have Aaron Donald who won defensive player of the year, but uh, in their playoff game, their secondary struggled and they addressed that by trading for two pretty good corners, although a little bit older. And obviously Richard Sherman going to the Niners, you have to think that him playing against the Seahawks twice a year played into that decision. Obviously, he has the ties to the area as well. He went to school there in Stanford. He grew up in the area. But uh, again, as I mentioned kind of in the beginning, the NFL just continues to dominate year-round because when you have quality players being moved like this in the offseason, it's going to generate buzz, and it's all really anyone's been talking about. And we're talking about it selection Sunday and we're not even leading with college basketball. Uh, I don't know what are your guys thoughts. There's a lot of other stuff going on in the NFL, but those were the things that stood out for me. I thought Tlaib was the most shocking one to me. Um, Cause that guy's been, I think he's been in Denver for, I think they said seven years, six years maybe, but he's made the pro bowl of those years. And I thought he was still like a pretty 
dominant shutdown corner. The cap flexibility, um, he wasn't getting like a huge hit or anything like that, but um, him going, I I love that move going to the Rams um, because that's, you know, like you talked about, Pat, that's such an exciting up-and-coming team, and now if they sure up that defense, I thought it was a weird move by them uh, trading away Alec Ogletree, kind of a, a mainstay yeah. in the linebacker Definitely. names. and Yeah. Yeah, I think he was um, a captain Todd for them, Gurley too. Todd Gurley posted believe, that yes. he wasn't too happy about that. He did that were, I mean, we've got the combine going on last week, uh, all the mock drafts and everything like that, and here we are talking about a bunch, all these trades that are going on yesterday about the a crazy really just a week um, with free agency and the trades. So, And I believe that the quote-unquote legal tampering period for free agency starts either tomorrow or Tuesday, and then actual free agency begins the following week? Or What does that mean? They can legally talk to people about signing them? Yeah, they can talk to them but not sign anything, or I don't even know if they can agree in principle. It's so stupid. They should just... Well, it's weird how that stuff works because right. there's already reports out there that the Vikings are going to sign Cousins right. for like $27 million a year. And it was per yesterday. Ian Rappaport, so you know that's like... That's like ironclad if he says exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. When he says it, it's true. When Jason Lacken 4 says it, you know it's the exact opposite of what's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just the NFL. It, to me, it's just crazy how they continue to just dominate the headlines. We're, we're pushing at the point where playoffs for NBA and NHL are approaching. They're nearing the ends of their seasons, and, and things have kind of taken form. So you might have some exciting – races down the stretch of people trying to get in but for the most part in the east and the west in basketball at least um the top eight there's a tight race for eight in the west but you know everything else there's like one or two teams out of it that still have a chance and then the east is pretty locked in so it's just it's it's an exciting time because the playoffs are going to start but at the same time everyone just wants to get to the playoffs so no one really cares about the basketball at much this time of the year so it allows the nfl to kind of just swoop in and dominate with headlines. Yeah, so starting tomorrow, clubs are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with uh, agents who will become unrestricted free agents, um, but they cannot. the contract cannot be executed until Wednesday at 4 p.m. New York time. Got it. Which yeah, because that's when the new league, year, new league year starts. Right, so I don't, I mean, it that doesn't make any sense to me. Like don't then, then then don't call it uh, legal tampering. Just say this is when contract negotiations can begin. They can't be signed. Well, until does that Wednesday. work the same way then? Like with these trades, they won't technically go through until the new league year starts. I don't believe so. Because I thought that's what it was. Because apparently the Alex Smith trade is not official official yet until the new league starts. Right, because I'm pretty sure once the Super Bowl ends, then that league year is over. And then there's like the off season is technically until whenever it is March. March fourteenth is, is the fiscal league year. 
Oh, the fiscal league year? Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's so confusing, but it's probably confusing on purpose. They stay relevant, and we're talking about it on our podcast on Selection Sunday in the middle of March, like you said. Yeah, True it, that. it's nuts. And I, I, Pat, like I said, we talked about the Browns a little bit. I thought, I thought that's been just crazy storyline coming out of there. All the moves that they're making. They got rid of Sean Kaiser, who was, I mean, as of last year, um, was supposed to be their building block quarterback um they go out and they get Jarvis Landry um they get Tyrod Taylor it's I think it's awesome that you know they're they're always the laughing stock of the NFL and they they go out and make all these splashes and now they're looking with the draft picks that they have I mean they could be a legit team in 2018 uh that I mean let's hope not um Certainly not an 0-16 team. So Correct. I don't think they'll be legit yet. Uh, Hugh Jackson is still their coach. Um, <laughs> Correct. And, you, I mean, I think they'll improve. I think if they were smart, they would still take a quarterback and uh, Saquon Barkley when they have two of the first four picks. Um, I do see them right. improving, obviously. I just don't I don't think they're going to become a playoff contender. or uh, They're not going to go from 0-16 to 12-4. and I mean, yeah, they right. could, but I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I could easily see them taking Barkley and like Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield at four if one of those guys are there because now you have Taylor who I don't know if they really consider him a long-term option, but he is a stopgap guy who can come in and be a good quarterback for you now with these weapons that you have. And then it gives the guy, whoever you bring in, the ability to sit, learn the NFL game, and uh, really commit to growth and development within the team and the system. To me, if they're going to do that, I feel like if Josh Allen is there, he'd be the guy they do it with because playing at a smaller school like he did, what are you going to Wyoming or whatever? Like mm-hmm. the it's like the yeah. weirdest quarterback prospect ever played at Wyoming, but he it would give him the chance to come in and learn the game, the NFL game, this to adapt to the speed difference that he'll see from playing lower level opponents to and you saw. When they played better opponents, he struggled in most of those games. Right. So he's someone who could probably use that extra time. So it would be interesting to see how they go. But like you said, Andy, just for them to go from 0-16 last year, laughing stock of the league, to making moves that make you competitive and turn things around quick like that, yeah, everyone's eyes were kind of wide open and kind of ears peeping to see what the Browns were going to do. So we'll see how it yeah. goes for them. All right. Um, moving on. Like we mentioned, today is Selection Sunday. Um, tomorrow when this gets put out, uh, the bracket for the NCAA will be completely filled out, and then games start Wednesday night. Yep. Um, so it, it's my favorite time of the year. I think we're all in agreement. It's just awesome basketball going around with the conference tournaments and everything like that. But I don't want to talk about any of that. I want to talk about the heel of the NCAA, Mr. Grayson Allen. And he's been quiet for a little bit, um, especially this year. I, I can't remember any incidents this year. Um, but yesterday in the Duke-North Carolina game, um, Grayson Allen threw out a hip check in the middle of the court. and it's More of an ass tackle. Yeah. Um, he was dodging a guy... 
in front of him. So he kind of scooted back in the middle of the court. There's another North Carolina player running behind him. Um, and it looked like either one of them could have avoided him, but Grayson Allen looked pretty intentional, stuck his ass out. And the guy kind of got upended and landed on the court. I think he milked it a little bit, but if this wasn't Grayson Allen, I don't even think we'd be talking about it because it'd be like, Oh, he was just dodging the first guy. But because it's him and he's kind of known for these shitty moves, um, he's he's getting that uh attitude back where he's just the most hated person in the NCAA and I'm going to be so sad once he leaves this year but um that freshman that they've got is starting to take over that heel lead that Duke always has the most hateable people in the NCAA um I just kind of wanted to get your guys take on Grayson Allen whether he is really that big of a piece of shit or he's just passionate and well, for Grayson Allen's standards, that was that was pretty tame. Let's be honest; he's more of a kicker, a tripper. <laughs> so the, you know, the ass tap is Jimmy, or the ass tackle, as Jimmy called it, was uh, it was it was pretty pretty light. I think he's lucky that there was that video circulating of that high school kid who just straight up full shoves his opponent, dunking into the like the stanchion that the basketball hoop is on. Did you guys see that video? No, I did I not see that. This this kid is like on a fast break layup, and he goes up with two hands to dunk it, and the kid on the other team is running behind him, just straight up shoves him oh, in the fuck. ass, like hard, and the kid goes right into the stanchion and falls down Jesus on the ground. Christ. Like the most blatant, blatant foul that I've ever seen in my life. And, and all the stuff that I was seeing on Twitter were saying the same thing. Like if... If, if I was on this team, I'd whoop that kid's ass because no one did anything. No one retaliated or anything. And Seriously? It, it's like you watch this video and all you want to do is punch this kid. You get so aggravated watching it. So I think for Grayson Allen, he's lucky this video came out because everyone hates that guy right now. So his seems like nothing school? compared to that. It was high school, I think. But it was pretty bad. But as far as Grayson Allen's concerned, I don't know. He's such an enigma. Because he was so good his freshman year, actually, when they went on that run to the title. Mm -hmm. And he's never really lived up to those standards since then. He's had good years, but they were saying he was going to be a player of the year pretty much every year after that. And he never lived up to that. But we'll see. He's got such a hateable face. Right. And name. (laughs) That's That's true. Grayson (laughs) Allen. So, I don't know. I think... Do you guys think he's going to the NBA? Do you think he has any shot at the NBA? No. I think he'll get drafted. He won't I don't stay. Think he'll, yeah. He'll end Probably up as a, a coach or an exec, and we'll keep hearing his name down the line because he's right. a penis. He'll be on the Duke bench in like four years. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be ridiculous. Something <laughs> weird's going to happen with him. He'll just he'll find a way to stay relevant, just like Spencer Pratt. <laughs> It's a wild comparison right there. Did not think I would hear those two names in the same sentence. <laughs> think about it. Let it, let it percolate for a while. Oh, God. All right. Um, I'm listening to the radio the other day, and I hear about the Kansas City Royals hosting an anti-pornography seminar. So uh, apparently what happens is the uh, Kansas City Royals hosted an anti-porn seminar last weekend in between getting ready for the start of the regular season. Uh, the event was hosted by a group called Fight the New Drug, which is a non-religious group that focuses on 
pornography addiction and raises awareness about its harmful effects. And uh, <coughs> this group tweeted a picture about the of the Kansas City Royals like sitting in the seminar and watching and listening, and they all look miserable. You can tell not a single one of them want to be there. I don't How understand. How can you take that seriously? I, I, first of all, I don't understand. These are men and women who are electing to be in the porn industry and are getting some of them are getting compensated very well others are working to to get to that point and i understand that there are like different there are kids and and people who are forced into pornography and but i feel like you can trace anything you like back to like like your shoes how they're made your clothes how they're made you can trace it back to slave labor or cheap labor or whatever and i just i don't i don't understand where where this comes from and i think it was spearheaded by the vice president of the team or the gm of the team Um, i'm trying to find his name right now and my first thought was reading this was whoever spearheaded this clearly never watched bang my white ass four because if you did you would not be holding an anti-porn seminar with the team you're in charge of and two if you feel this strongly against it that makes me think either you're super involved with it or you were and now you're trying to trying to clean up your act and let the world know that you're not interested in this i just think it's it's a ridiculous concept these people are are choosing to to be in the porn industry and make money that way, and they said it leads to uh, domestic violence, which I, I don't have the data to say whether or not that's true. Um, it just seemed like a really weird thing to do for your team. So when this first came out, I thought I didn't even know that it was they were protesting like the creation of porn and that there's people that are in pornography for being forced into it or whatever i thought this was kind of like just people that didn't like porn (laughs) and it was like they were holding this convention for like just people that thought watching pornography was wrong so the fact that it's i think it's even worse i think it would be more normal if people just were protesting the idea of pornography but the fact that they're going deep down into the hits of how pornography is made and everything like that i think that makes it even worse or more ridiculous i should say my biggest takeaway when i saw this story was that uh eric hosmer must have been a big porn guy because he was a great player for them for like the last four or five years helped them win a world series and they made no effort to re-sign him in the offseason so then he the goes only and signs reason, in California where most porn is taped. That's a good thought. I never made the connection. That's what I'm saying. Huh. So Why wouldn't you want to re-sign Eric that guy? Hasmer, porn addict? Question Big mark. porn guy. Definitely. Well, we should try and get him on the podcast to answer that question directly. But it is we kind of a weird thing. Questions. Right? Eric, are you a big porn guy? Uh, matter of fact, but I anyway, you it, over. It's kind of a weird – you're just right. It's weird. Like if the president of the royals or vice president, whoever it is, wants to get involved in this, fine. But why make your players go sit through a seminar and force them? It's a bunch of grown-ass men. Yeah, you employ them and you pay them. But stuff like this, it, it's kind of interesting when you think about it because you have in the NFL the problem with 
players kneeling during the, the national anthem and not wanting to tell them that they can't do that because it's it's their freedom of speech or whatever. But at the same time, in this situation, you have an owner forcing something on his players. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword situation where the owners think they have point. the power to do something like that. But if the players try to do something, they you know the owners have the ability to squash it. That's a really interesting point. It's almost like... Definitely, I don't know. think about it. It's almost that. like these owners right. should just shut just the came fuck to me. up like, and let these players do what they want to do, provided it's within the law. <laughs> well, again, it's like who you know you're paying these guys to play baseball. If they want to watch porn, right? If they want to be porn. in the clubhouse, but try and force one out so they can go out there and have be more focused, have a better at bat or better concentrate <laughs> in the field. Who are you to tell them no? Uh, yeah, this is America. If right. you want to go rub one out during your break at work. You have the power to do that. Baseball players shouldn't be any different. Agreed. <laughs> All right, moving on to our final topic. Word came out two days ago, three days ago maybe, that Toys R Us, the popular children's store, toy store, is closing all stores in the U.S. And it's the end of an era. We all grew. I'm sure you know. I know me and you used to go to Toys R Us, Jimmy. But I'm sure Andy made many trips there, um, yeah. and and those were like the best times. Yeah, they, they were. My parents would be, "Oh, let's go to Toys R Us and pick out some toys." Be like, "Hell yeah, it's amazing!" You just go there, and there'd be tons of toys. You'd get lost because there's so much stuff to look at. And we used to get a lot of wrestling toys there. That was like my favorite thing. We'd go in the wrestling aisle and they just had like the biggest selection of toys at Toys R Us for everything. And it's kind of sad. It's it's this trend that we're starting to see where online retailers like Amazon. So Amazon which, takeover. Yep. Like Amazon, they sell toys. They have a Toys R Us account through Amazon where they sell stuff. And that basically, rather than going to stores, people are just buying it through Amazon, getting it sent. They have their Amazon Prime account so it can get sent next day, this and that. And again, it's just kind of a trend that we're they're seeing that stores are being shut down because of online shopping. And the convenience factor obviously makes a huge difference. You don't have to go to the store. But I was sad to see this. Like I said, we used to go to Toys R Us all the time. And as a kid, it was it was amazing when you got to go there. And the fact that Younger generations won't get to experience something similar like that. It makes me kind of sad, knowing that technology is ruining that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Because um, this is, like you said, Pat, it's it's going to start happening to more stores than just, like, I heard that Best Buy is starting to shift more towards, like, e-tail and things like that. They're closing 250 and, stores this year. Yeah. Um, but it's... I don't know, as I certainly do not have children, but I think it's more appealing to shop online than to take my child into a toy store and then have them want everything. Mm -hmm. So at least you can kind of control that with, all right, I'm going to buy my kid this one toy and then they'll be satisfied with it. They don't have the almost like candy store effect where they walk in and just look at everything and want everything. And then you have that danger of, just getting a nightmare child who wants everything but i don't know it's i i understand the whole shift to e-tail it makes sense to me um i 
I don't buy anything in stores other than groceries and it's it's amazing like if i want something i get it the next day or even now amazon's moving to some of that stuff can get delivered same day right it's it's crazy to me but i i love it and i understand it so i think it's also partly toys r us's fault for not adapting to the times they after die for all they they had this great idea to partner with amazon and then they didn't i don't think they foresaw what was going to happen and they didn't adapt they kept the same business model they had 20 30 40 years ago so it's unfortunate and pat you're right there's something about you know going into a toy store and just looking around and and perusing for things that you didn't even know you wanted and then you find them and and it makes more sense for parents i think to show that they can kind of like you said andy uh Select what they want to see, show them online, so they don't want everything, but there was something cool about just walking into a toy store as a little kid and being like, oh, my God, I want it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a kid, it's amazing. Right. But I'm sure as a parent, you can appreciate that, Jim. Yeah, I yeah I can. <laughs> Pay you yeah, got anything I, else on this? I mean, I, I'm pretty much there with you, too. I it is kind of sad, but at the same time, I, I do all my shopping online. Like, I right. have completely adapt because it's so much more convenient, and I hate crowds of people, especially at stores. The worst thing about being at a mall or a store is there's these dumbass people that are just mindlessly walking around and have no awareness of their surroundings. So they're walking, and they're just in front of you, and they keep going. It's like every step you try and take around them, they're also taking that same step. It's like, dude, get out of take the way, asshole. Yes. There was there are there other people a, here. There was a woman at my work that was in a mall on her cell phone, like you said, just completely mindless of her surroundings and shattered her kneecap because she ran into a fountain. Sucks to suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had there. Toys R Us, rest in peace. R.I.P. and P. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> all right, um, moving on to our first segment. Uh, it's going to be Urban Spelling Bee, and we did this a couple of weeks ago, I think um, maybe about a month and a half ago. Um, basically, the three of us are going to go on to Urban Dictionary and find some words that are funny and maybe a little bit difficult to spell, and the other two are going to try to spell those words and potentially figure out what they mean. So, my first word is Headphony. Headphony? Who's it for? Headphony. Uh, it'll be for Jimmy. Headphony? Headphony. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Um, yeah. Um, you can call her Stephanie. I'll call her Headphony. Oh. It's actually a rap lyric. Um, is it H-E-A-D- P-H-A-N-I-E. Correct, oh, sir. Yes. I see. Uh, very difficult to spell. Do you have any guess on the meaning? Um, A man or woman who likes to engage in the art of fellatioing their partner. Close. Um, much like uh, Beyonce made Becky. With the good <sighs> I was going to say that, actually. Mm. Like a basic um, white is, chick or whatever. The definition is a basic white girl who performs fellatio. 
Okay. Headfinny. 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 Got it. <laughs> Adding that to the old vernacular. What? <laughs> uh, should I do my second one, or do you want to, you guys want to go? Uh, you can do the second one. All right, Pat. Again, not super hard to spell, but it made me laugh. Skis muff. Mm. Skis muff. <laughs> do you know the language of origin? I believe it's English. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, that girl is a total skis muff. Skis muff. All right, I'm just gonna go S K E E Z M U F F. Skis muff. Correct. Oh, nice. <laughs> skis muff. Is that like a uh, uh, a skis muff? <laughs> like uh, I don't know, some like like a bust down girl or something. Basically, the the definition on Urban Dictionary was literally dirty skank whore. <laughs> okay, skis muff. Skis muffin. Muff. <laughs> All right, Jim, you want to go or you want me to go? Or I'll go. Um, All right. Let's see. Andy, a yep. your word is a Canadian standoff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that all one word? Uh, no. <laughs> a? Sorry. Well, Not actually, a Canadian use standoff, it. just Canadian standoff. So here, here's, uh, let me read you this down. In a sentence, please. Uh, it occurs when two individuals cross paths and each politely suggests that the other may go first. So, in a sentence, <laughs> man, hey, sorry, woman, hey, it's okay, go ahead, man, no, hey, after you, women, or woman, I insist, hey, and the man goes, hey, thank you. Canadian standoff. That's amazing. That could go on for a long time. Forever. Like, do I have to spell it? Uh, yes, uh, that is the point of the game. Uh, okay. C-A-N-A-D. Uh, I guess it depends on who's spelling it, but I-A-N. Yes. S-T-A-N-D-O-F-F. So, after conferencing with the judges, even though you forgot to per- to uh, capitalize the C in Canadian, we're still going to give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You are welcome. Pat. The judges are very gracious today. Pat, your word is wet Wanda. <laughs> wet Wanda? Yes. Yeah, so, here is the, the definition. When an individual is engaging in foreplay with a woman via their index finger, they surprise their partner by sticking the said index finger in their partner's <laughs> ear. It's the distant cousin of the wet willy. <laughs> that sounds disgusting, but oh, hilarious. Yeah. A wet Wanda. Wet Wanda. Like Wanda or Rhonda? Wanda, like okay, Wanda. Walter, but Wanda. Okay, so W E T. Is it W H O N D A? Close. W A N D A. Oh, okay. I was thinking like Rhonda. Okay, wet Wanda. Wet Wanda. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. Oh, all right. Oh man. I'll go. I got a couple. So. Some of the this one I just picked because the definition was so stupid. But um, all right, Jimmy. Yes. Your word is a quiz, Miss Bubbo. Wow. What? A quiz, Miss Bubbo. A quiz, Miss Bubbo. Um. 
Here's the definition. It's a cross between Christmas, Quiznos, and a bubble. Overall, it's just fun to say. What? <laughs> a Quizmas bubble. Uh, the worst part is that someone took the time to create that word on Urban Dictionary. Shout out Mike Taylor, March 23rd, 2004. <laughs> uh, A-Q-U-I-Z-M-A-S-B-U-B-B-O. Close, but A-Q-U-I-Z-M-I-Z-B-U-B-B-O-W. Fadangler. <laughs> In a sentence, please. <laughs> a petty thief or crackhead, someone <laughs> looking for the hookup. Willie is nothing but a fadangler. He tried to sell me Ganty's house shoes for five dollars. Jesus Christ. Could be a, a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fadangler. <laughs> F A D A N G L E R. Close. P H A D A N G L E R. Fadangler. Can you please play that sound clip one more time? Good, be a crackhead. <laughs> I want the gold. Give me the gold. Oh, that's phenomenal. Uh, oh, my God. Shout out to Alyssa for that shirt that she has because Ooh, all she man. wanted was people to know what video that was when she wore that oh, shirt yesterday. Great. So, uh, um, Let's see. I got Maybe I got one more bonus word. Okay, I'm going to throw this one out there. Either you guys can take a stab at it. This one was just ridiculous. Guacamarmaludin. Wait, guacamarmaludin. No. Let me guess. A combination of guacamole, marmalade, and pudding. Yes. Yes. You got it. Guacamarmaludin. Q. No. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Hot start. All right. Let's try that again. (laughs) Guacamole. All right. Oh man. G U A C M A R M A L U D D I N G. Close. I think uh the M you said M A it was M O L U D D I N G. Damn. Listen to uh, the uh the definition and sentence use though. The disgusting mix of guacamole, marmalade, and pudding. The term is often used in substitution to the word shit. Girlfriends. <laughs> so how do I look, boyfriend, like a pile of guacamarmalooding? <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. My my bonus one, this is an easy spelling, but I thought the definition was incredible. It's called Who's the Boss? <laughs> and while engaging in sex via doggy style with a man or woman, you ask your partner, who's the boss? And he or she responds, you are big daddy, to which you respond by punching them in the back of the head and say, it's Tony Dan's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Who posted that? Do you have the name? Comes, I don't. I do not. I did not get the name oh for that. Oh, my God. That's so gold. All right. This segment's funny. Oh, fucking A. Hey, Fonzie, I want you to turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Yes, sir. Turn left at the fork in the road. So, um, we're doing Fork in the Road, where um, each host will ask the other two a question. It's kind of a would-you-rather-this-or-that type question, and they have to give the response. So, Andy, you begin. All right. Um, This question came from my current state of being. Um, Would you guys rather have the headache portion of a hangover or the stomach portion of a hangover you can't treat either man so the headache portion or the stomach ache portion queasiness yeah my gosh um given that you're quivering worse than michael j fox's tongue on a battery I am going to say <laughs> I will go with the stomachache portion of a hangover. How long have you been holding that? A while. A <laughs> couple months. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that was so offensive, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is really tough because... Jim, I didn't even hear your answer. I was too hung up on your lead-in. Uh, I went with stomachache, number one, because headaches to me just take me out whenever, hungover or not. Um, so having a headache when I'm hungover is just the worst. So I'll deal with the stomachache and hope some greasy food and a good shit will cure it. There you go. Yeah, I guess I'd do the same because headaches – are really hard to deal with, especially during the day when it's bright out. You pretty much just have to sit in the darkness. And there's there are worse things than sitting on the toilet. You can play some phone oh, games or something. My old <laughs> exactly. You watching trolls, dude? <laughs> no. All right. All right. So my Solid. my question. Um, this was. I thought of this because of how Shaquem Griffith from University of Central Florida blew up at the combine. The guy with one hand. Who stole the show? Would you rather have one hand and all the athletic ability in the world, or both hands and no athletic ability at all? Well, given that that's where I am right now, I'll probably go. <laughs> ah, that's a tough one, actually. I'd probably go with the one hand and the super athletic ability, honestly. Yeah, if you can translate that to a NFL contract. I'll fucking take that, and then I'll day. and then I'll buy a hand. Yeah, but could you play Fortnite with it? Oh, damn! I take it back. That's what I thought. I did the same thing. I wrote the question, then I was like, I would definitely take the one hand the athletic ability, and then I thought about it for a few minutes, and I was like, and then I can't play video games anymore. Do other things that I do with two hands, like driving about- and jerking off at the same time. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> Jimmy makes a good point, though, that we're pretty much like at that point where we are the second option, where it's like, yeah, we have very minimal athletic ability, but it's not like it translates to anything. (sighs) What we once were. All right. If only. Would you rather 
look weak and be strong or be strong and look weak? I'd rather be strong and look weak because then people underestimate you and then you just whoop ass. You come in, you start dick facing everyone. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, this was invented yesterday, but the myth has it that Bruce Lee had a secret move called the dick face where he would bend down and just repeatedly go from a dick slap to a backhanded face slap over and over again until the person's dick fell off or they threw up all over the place. That is incredible. Look it up. <laughs> it's facts only. <laughs> um, I'm going to agree with the your reasoning, Pat. I think you want to actually be strong. And um, then you could dick face guys, anybody, right? So then you could dick face guys, yep. Because if you're, if you're the opposite, if you just look really big and you're really not, then... People will step like, to you all the time and get your ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. If you look weak, then the smaller guys are going to come at you, not the bigger guys. Agreed. That is also a good point that I didn't think about. What about you, Jim? Feel the same way? Yes, I would I would do the same. All right, there you have it. Oh, actually, hold on. I skipped one. Idiot. (laughs) All right, let's just pretend like that didn't happen. Okay, Um, reset in three, two, one. And three, two, one. Oh, hey, I know how we can decide. All right, uh, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then you have to answer real fast, okay? So uh, clear your mind. Clear it right out. Clear it out. Clear it. Okay. Okay, there we go. So we're doing don't think, just answer. Goat will come later. So whoever's in charge of the sound clips, nice job, idiot. That's me, so I'll take the blame. But uh, you guys know the drill with this one. Each of us asked one of the other co-hosts a series of rapid-fire questions, anywhere from 10 to 15 or so questions, and the other has to just answer the first thing that comes to their head. So let's see. Who do we got? You're up first. All right, go ahead, Jim. All right, Andy, Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Ice cream cone or snow cone? Ice cream. Mac or PC? Uh, PC. Pen or pencil? Pen? Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Comedy or action movie? Ooh, comedy. Ninja or samurai? Ninja? Ice tea or ice cube? <laughs> ice cube. Fall or spring? Fall. Brownies or pancakes? Or cupcakes, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brownies. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburger. All right, that's it. All right, not bad. <laughs> Brownies or pancakes? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I am asking Pat. You ready? Yep. All right. There is a little bit of a theme here. Okay. Parades or fireworks? Parades. Corned beef sandwich or corned beef dinner? Sandwich. Beer or liquor? Beer. Jameson or Tullamore Dew? Do the do. Cure for a hangover. Pizza or breakfast? Breakfast. Cure for a hangover. Nap or get up and be active? Nap. Screwdriver or bloody? Bloody. That's all I got. Alrighty. Not bad, not bad at all. They're popping in my head. 
St. Paddy's Day Parade theme. I like it. Exactly. Andy's last 24 hours summed up. (laughs) Jimmy, you ready? Yup. If you were on death row, what would your final meal be? (sighs) Ultimate Feast from Red Lobster. Ooh, I like that. How many bananas could you eat in one sitting? Three. What do you consider your biggest weakness or flaw? How annoying I am. (laughs) Favorite clothing brand? Fresh Clean Tees. Who do you think is the most overrated actor? Jason Bateman. (laughs) The hate continues. French toast or waffles? French toast. Sweet and sour or barbecue sauce? Barbecue. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Who's the weakest link in the Power Rangers? Billy. (laughs) Favorite Girl Scout cookie? Thin Mints. Guilty Pleasure song? God, where do I begin? (laughs) Um, I'd have to say... Domino by Jesse J. Who's your most annoying friend? Oh, Matt, hands down. <laughs> I just wanted it on on tape. Yeah, that's all right. That's no all problem. I got. <laughs> all right, now. All right, so we're doing the goat, and in. The spirit of Toys R Us being shut down, we decided to do our themes based on similar things like that. So our three categories this week are closed store, closed restaurant, and extinct animal. So who wants to kick it off with closed store? I'll go for the store. Um, This one was, I thought, a little bit easier than the restaurant. I had trouble with that one. Um, I'm going to go with Sam Goody. Mm. We had one, one in Oak Brook Mall. I think in Yorktown, too. Yes, I think yes. they were in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was even I was probably even too little to like buy CDs and shit like that. But I remember just walking around there and you could they had like the headphones on the walls that you mm-hmm. could just put on and listen to random music. And I don't know, I've just sort of a nostalgia thing. I remember right. just being little and walking around there with my parents when we went to the mall. I used to look through posters there all the time, too. They yeah. had a big poster rack. Yep. Classic. All, all right, right, Jim, what do you got for For my one? store, I'm going to go with Structure. Ooh. Used to love Structure. Back in the, let's there. see. Late, Where was that? Uh, there was one in Oakbrook Mall as well uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s when... Doc Martens and cargo shorts and Henleys and puka shell necklaces were still a thing. Um, you'd often hit up Structure to obtain those items, minus the Doc Martens. Um, I think they, I don't know if they merged with Express or were bought out by Express and they were open for a while and now they're just done and Express it is like king. Sounds it, it, it was similar to PacSun, but... Structure was more for the preppies, while Paxson was more for like the skaters, surfers. Got it. So, all right, mine. I decided on a. It was a combo store, and it was in Elmhurst. Hollywood Video slash Game Crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. And the idea one. actually came to me because Alyssa 
has been wanting to watch Thor Ragnarok, and we've been waiting for it to come out. And it, it hasn't been, it's not in Redbox or anything yet. And there's a family video down the street from us that I drive by all what? the time. Yeah, right? Crazy. So I drive by the other day, and I see on their sign it says Thor Ragnarok. So I pull in. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go rent this movie. And there's still movie stores that exist apparently, so I'm going to go in there. And I go in there, and I rent it, and it was so... It felt so nostalgic because it was exactly how movie stores always were. It's just rows of movies, DVDs, and and I go to check out, and they're like, "All right, what's your phone number?" And I'm just that is I'm like wild. I'm like, "All right, I, I don't have an account here. I've never been here before." So they take my ID and they put me in the system. They're like, "All right, it's due back tomorrow before 9 p.m." Make sure, and I'm just like, it. I'm like, "Did I go back in time? Is it 2004 right now? Where am I?" That's so, awesome. Is that so I gonna jump out and punch <laughs> you in the penis? <laughs> so basically, it, I and then we went back and I rented Coco the other night. I'm I'm a member of a video store again. I live in the past. So and then That's I thought awesome. about Hollywood Hollywood Video Game Crazy. We used to love going there. We'd rent video games and stuff, and then we'd walk into Game Crazy and play some games that they had hooked up and look at what they had. And You ready for this, uh, Pat? Ken's World of Videos. Ooh, <laughs> over by Grandma and Grandpa's? Yeah. Yes. Dude. So, yeah, I guess just that genre in, in general. <laughs> the Kansas City Royals would not approve. Yeah, they would not be shopping at Ken's. Uh, but, yeah, so Hollywood Video Game Crazy combo stores for me. Good call. Um, all right, who wants to do – Jimmy, you want to go first with restaurant then? Yeah, um, this one was pretty recent. Pat, I don't even know if you know about this yet, but uh, Piggyback in Forest Park what? closed, done. I never got to go even. I know. Um, <laughs> so it was this really cool concept. It was, it was this this barbecue place, but like all their barbecue, like pulled pork, their rib, whatever – also came in taco form if you wanted them. So it was it was it was a really cool concept. But um, this past May, I believe their their smoker burnt down, and then it caused a fire in the store. So they had to cut their menu in half, couldn't offer any more barbecue type food, and then they just they never recovered. And it uh, I uh, was taken there, Sarah and I, by a couple of our friends, and fell in love with the place a couple of years ago. And the last time I was there, I didn't know it would be the last time I would be there, so I didn't get a proper send-off, and I'll never get that opportunity again. So piggyback for me. Rest in peace. Thoughts and hmm. prayers. T's and P's. All right, mine, I went with Garibaldi's. Oh, Used to go there all the time, North Avenue and Villa Park, yep. near the Target over there or by the Hobo. And they had awesome big slices of pizza, which would always be piping hot. You usually burn the roof of your mouth on it because it looked Perfect. amazing. You just, but they also had good meatball subs and other stuff there as well. So just a classic place. People in the Elmhurstville Park area, everyone has been to Garibaldi's at some point. So that was it for me. I miss going there. I struggled with this one. Um, so I went just kind of nostalgia factor it wasn't like i love this place or anything like that and this would be only relatable to people that grew up in elmhurst in like the mid 90s but um do you guys remember uncle andy's yes the pancake uh, house on saint charles where yeah. the prom mm-hmm. shop is now i believe correct not that i've been there yep. before i just i remember 
I think I only ate there like a handful of times, but we would always drive by it. And as a small child, seeing a restaurant with the same name as me was somewhat appealing. And so <laughs> I believe that place changed names like 50 times before it ended up not being a restaurant anymore. I think it was like Uncle George's after that and something else. And Jim, like you said, I think it's now a prom shop or something like that. But Uncle Andy's Pancake House, St. Charles Road. And for, for all those people who love that place, if you head about half a block west uh, on St. Charles house. to the Omelette House and pull in there, uh, you will so uh, forget about Uncle Andy's. Yep. <laughs> all right, Pat, um, the extinct animal. Extinct animal. All right, so I'm going to go with the Western Black Rhino mm. simply for the fact that it is the most recent extinct animal, so it survived longer than anything you guys are going to say. So your animals all suck compared to mine because mine survived longer, so no big deal. Wow. You guys is don't it, even have to go if you don't want. I mean, Is a T-Rex a considered an animal? Yes. Then we have a T-Rex. <laughs> I was going to go dinosaur, but then I kind of just thought a little bit more about it. Um, I'm going to go with saber-toothed tiger. Ah. That, I thought about that one, too. That was Alyssa's suggestion. Just a classic That was a great animal. one. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Dennis Leary played him in Ice Age. I think yep. you're right. They, great character, too. I also was considering kind of um, a woolly mammoth. Oh. These things no. are just fucking That was going to be mine if you guys Also Ice Age. So we've just named um, three of the five Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah right a mastodon or a pterodactyl right pterodactyl. and uh what's what was billy a nerd triceratops yeah that's oh, yeah right. you're right good call um all right also uh honorable mentions for restaurant i put big apple bagel it used to be oh, in elmhurst i know big it got replaced bagel. by a competent adversary in chipotle what obviously <laughs> i've enjoyed a lot of that but big apple competent bagel adversary yeah was damn, was awesome. Bagel, right now. bagel, bagel sandwiches sandwich. there were amazing. Mm. And then um, for store, Jimmy, you remember Gadzooks? Oh yeah, I remember that. I had that on the list. Sure and then Andy, do. I had Sam Goody on my list too. Um, and then let's see, I think that was it. Other restaurants. I was trying to think. Isn't Ed DeBevix closed now? That was a restaurant we used to go to, Jim. But that's more of like a. I don't know. Uh, one of mine was all closed, Pat. But... Do you remember uh, uh, Tortilla Flats? Oh, oh that's a really good one, dude. Damn, the place was delicious. I love tortilla Flats, yeah, dude. So that good. place is the best. That was um, on the band walking around. Yep, yep. All right, that's all we've got for this week's episode of Bros. Let's Talk. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I think it was another good one. I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. But Great I do one. Say so myself. Sorry to everyone we offended during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but not really that sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, help us out. Follow us on Twitter at Bros. Let's Talk. Like us on Facebook and share our page so your friends can like us as well. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play Podcasts. And you can visit our podcast page directly at broslet'stalk.podbean.com. For Jimmy and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See you, dudes. Peace. Any
anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. I just like the same place.